0: Hello, and welcome to the Divorced Dadvocate, Divorce Support for Dads, where we help dads create a healthy and less traumatic divorce. My name is Jude Sandoval, and I'm your host. I created this podcast in the Divorced Advocate community as a result of my own high-conflict divorce, and because you as a dad deserve all the resources necessary to thrive through this challenging time. I encourage you to check out our website at divorcedadvocate.com where there are resources that correspond to this episode, as well as free access to our membership community, where you will find live meetings, free workshops and courses, private discussion groups, and more. And now on to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to The Divorced Dadvocate, where we help dads create a healthy and less traumatic divorce. My name is Jude Sandoval, and I am your host. Thanks for tuning in today. And for those of you that celebrate the Christmas holiday, happy Christmas week. This is the uh, the week coming up here where, uh, where we'll be celebrating here, uh, at least in the States where I'm at christmas day and uh and with that sometimes comes quite a bit of stress particularly around friends and families gathering all together i think you probably know what i'm talking about but that can even be a little bit more challenging when we're going through this transition and change during divorce and so what i wanted to talk about today is how to set boundaries with friends and family now this uh This one can be stressful in and of itself, but it is absolutely a critical thing for us. And in particular, in taking care of ourselves and and doing some of that self-care. And so we're going to chat about that a little bit today. Before we get into it, let me just give you some show notes. Again, the divorce quiz. Man, we're just getting a ton of people. must be the holiday season Uh, going through the quiz kind of seeing where they're at in their divorce compared to others who have gone through it It takes about five or 10 minutes and it will give you some uh, immediate results. And uh, you can, you can review those. And, and if you want, you can schedule a time for, for me to sit down with you uh, at no cost and no obligation to go through the results of that and uh, talk about what you've got going on with your divorce. So check that out at thedivorcequiz.com or you can find it also on the thedivorcedadvocate.com website under the tab divorce quiz. So check that out. And the other one is I've been teasing, and I've been being teased because our app is almost ready. Uh, as far as I know, it's submitted uh, for approval with Google and with Apple, and so I was hoping that was going to happen this week, but maybe it's going to be a Christmas present to me coming up later this week or next year or, or, or I mean, next week. But maybe it's going to be a New Year's present. I don't know. It's I, I don't know how these things work, but... Uh, we're getting close. That's the long and short of it. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a phenomenal resource. It's going to house everything that we've got, our videos and our podcasts and the uh, articles and blog posts, as well as our workshops and membership site and, and everything. So it's going to be a great resource for any of those that you uh, that are listening. You'll be able to download that, find this podcast as well as all kinds of information that will correlate to the podcast. We'll be cross-linking all that stuff and giving you more resources and more opportunity to find some some help and connect with other dads as well. So check that out uh, or be on the lookout for that. And uh, maybe Santa will bring that to me <laughs> this week. All right. So setting boundaries with friends and families. If you uh if you were, if you were or are Anything like me setting boundaries was a challenging, challenging thing to learn. And the holidays can be a beautiful time of the year, but they can also be stressful, especially when the boundaries are being overstepped by friends and family members. And I think, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's that, uh, that parent maybe that's, uh, that's pushing the envelope or, or, uh, or, or one of the, uh, overbearing controlling family members that, uh, uh, that wants to exert themselves during the holidays. But you know, the, the stress is commonplace during the holidays in general, because we just have to do so much. So add to that, these family issues, and it can turn into the perfect storm, but you know, you can preserve the joy. <laughs> Trust me. You can preserve the joy of the season and manage the stress by implementing sound boundaries. Okay. Sound boundaries that the parents or that's, uh, or that, uh, that family member, or even your children, right? Because our children are, are testing us, which they should be doing often, but setting boundaries with them as well is healthy. And it also teaches them how to set boundaries as well. So setting the boundaries thing is a real big thing <laughs> with me, especially somebody like myself who's been codependent in the past and had to work through some of those issues. And setting the boundaries is, a, is really a big thing. And, and while it may seem challenging or intimidating to do, it's, it's possible. And it's definitely worth the investment of energy and time. And, and let me just say that last part, again, it's, uh it's worth the investment of energy and time. And I say and I repeat that, because it does take energy. And it does take time to do this. So it's, uh, we may be or you may be or like I was in patterns of how to, just how to act around this and how to let boundaries get, uh, get crossed. And that is very easy to fall into. That's a pattern that's very easy to fall into. And then you get comfortable with that. So then it becomes difficult and uncomfortable to undo that. And it takes effort and it takes the time to recognize it, to think about it, and then to uh, make sure that you're implementing, you know, those, those boundaries, stating those, and then making sure that there's Uh, Consequences, which we'll talk about coming up here, if those do get crossed. So, the first thing to do in uh, in setting boundaries is really first understanding your needs. Uh, It's important to understand exactly what you need so that you are able to effectively communicate to that communicate that to others. Now, this requires some self reflection, some self analysis. To help you uh, identify behaviors and, and other things that are causing you uh, discomfort, distress, uh, worry, whatever that might be. But once you understand that your preference, what your preferences are, and what your limits are, then you're in a better position to establish what those boundaries are, and then advocate uh, for what you need from the family members or anybody that's uh, in and around you. And these don't just apply to family and friends during the holidays. This can apply, like I said, to your kids. I guess that would be family too, right? But um, to kids, this could be in your workplace as well with employers. So uh, i found once uh, i discovered that uh, i was not doing this well that it pervaded it was pervasive in all of my life not only personally but professionally as well so while we're while we're talking about this in the context of the challenges uh, around the holidays and having family and friends uh, over or interacting with them that this can apply to uh, all places and typically you're going to find if you're not setting boundaries in, in one part of your life, it's probably not happening in the other parts of your life either. So the next part of this then is to prior, prioritize yourself. This was a big challenge for me. Um, this all was a big challenge. Obviously, you're gonna keep hearing me say that on all these, all these different sections. But before you can adequately establish and advocate for what you need, you have to know that you're worthy of of establishing boundaries and having those boundaries respected. So those are two different things. So one is um, that you're worthy of having boundaries. So that that means that you're allowed to have needs. You're allowed to need to to have something. So once you've once you've determined what those are, what the things that are that make, make you uncomfortable, uh, that you're allowed to to, to convey those things. Uh, and then um, the second part of that is that those need to be respected, that, that you deserve to have those respected. And if, the, if people can't re- respect those, then there might need to be a change or, or some sort of consequence, which we're going to talk about here. So, you know, often often we allow mistreatment and abuse in part uh, because of an underlying belief that, that that we're not worthy of that kind of treatment and not deserving of something better. Uh, so, but, you know, here's the thing is when you know your worth, you, you're better able to stand your ground. You'll stand your ground. You'll communicate your boundaries uh, and hold firm to them in the face of uh, opposition because you know that you are worthy and worth having those needs and being able to prioritize, prioritize yourself. So take the time to, uh, to do what you need to do. To uh, to ensure that you are feeling like you are worthy, so that might be uh, meditations, those might be affirmations, that might be talking to a therapist, talking to a coach, talking to a friend. That's going to reinforce uh, some of those things in your mind. Now we're going to get into the communication part of uh, of conveying these boundaries in the biggest key I feel in doing this is using I statements. So I statements versus you statements. When um, when we communicate, it's important not to make the communication of our boundaries seem like an attack on the other person. So you st- statements tend to make other people angry and defensive. So when we say something like, you always do this, or you are acting like this or you are uh mean or angry then we're it's a it's an attack on somebody else instead using i statements helps us to to put that uh you know it should never be about the other person what they do or what they don't do so when we emphasize uh, when we make the emphasis on us and what our feelings are and and being accountable for ourselves it helps the other person's th- potentially, hopefully to see what we're talking about or or hear what we're talking about so that they can respect our wishes. So instead of saying something like you're so mean, or you're being mean, it could be something to the effect of, I feel really sad, or I feel uh, uh, really worried uh, when you talk like that to me, or when you raise your voice to me, I always use the action, right, specify the action of what they're doing specifically so that there's no questions about what they're doing, but put it in the terms of I, I feel, and I feel is a great statement. If you can learn I feel statements a lot, they are beautiful because nobody can argue with how you feel. I'll say that again. Nobody can argue with how you feel because your feelings are your own and they're unique to you in that moment. So when you're conveying, I feel that, or I am feeling, then nobody can argue that. So in this in this circumstance, instead of saying something like, uh, "You are being mean to me," you could say something, "I feel uh, threatened," or "I feel worried because you <laughs> see, I did it. It's, it's hard to get out of. Uh, I'm feeling worried when uh, when you raise your voice." Okay. So then that's just, they can't argue with that. You're worried. And then they can potentially, hopefully see that that worries you when they raise their voice and they'll stop raising their voice. Now, again, this isn't a guarantee that anybody's going to listen, right? Because we don't, we just can't make them. We can only convey what we want to convey in the most uh, effective manner as possible. So use the I statements instead of the you statements. And then the next part is be abundantly clear uh, about what you're saying. Leave no room for confusion, no ambiguity when communicating. Um, you know, somebody else cannot properly respect your boundaries um, if they're not really sure what you're needing and what you're wanting. So in the in so be clear, be concise, and when you set and communicate the boundaries. This will enhance their understanding and elevate the ability of others to give you what you want. So, in that I statement, that example I was using before, when you say, I feel worried when you raise your voice, I need you to please lower your voice. That is setting a clear boundary. You're being very clear about your I statements. You're being very clear about your feeling. You're being very clear then about what they're doing, and you're being very clear about what it is that you're asking them to do or what your needs are. So that's very, very critical. Be very, very clear. Now, uh, I will again suggest, and you've heard me talk about it on the program before, the Nonviolent Communication, NVC. It is a phenomenal framework in which to communicate with with people. And it's just a four-step process. Very similar to what we're talking about here. It goes into a little more detail on how to do that. This is just kind of a, a topical uh, thing. And this is something that I, I teach in private coaching te- uh, sessions a lot with men in being able to communicate with their acts or soon-to-be acts or their children in an effective manner. The nonviolent communication is unbelievable. It's probably one of the most life-changing things that I've ever experienced in being able to communicate effectively with other people, because it takes out all the guesswork. It takes out all the uh, of the emotion about it. It takes, it takes away all that back and forth and going down rabbit holes of arguments that are non-productive. It is simply a four-step process to very productive uh, communication. And I'll put in the show notes... The uh, the link to NVC, but you can also Google it nonviolent uh, nonviolent communication. It's um, what is uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, Rosenberg Marshall Rosenberg. There it is. Marshall Rosenberg is the author. So check out that book. You can also go online and find a lot of articles and PDFs around it. The next part is saying no. Wow. Sometimes that is uncomfortable, right? It's okay to say no as a means of protecting and prioritizing yourself. The more comfortable you get saying no, the less you will take on responsibilities and tolerate behavior that does not serve you. Your no does not have to come with explanations or support. It can simply be a no and move on. Ask my kids this. (laughs) I've got it good at this. And it's a really, really good tool. It is okay to say no. And it's okay for people to hear you say no. It is simply setting a boundary. You don't have to explain yourself. It can just be no. It's an important word and it's a good one to learn and to incorporate into your vocabulary. All right. The last one now that I, I referenced several times before is establishing the consequences. Now this is where the rubber meets the road because this becomes the most challenging part. And this there's there's the two parts, like I said, the first part is stating what your needs are. And we just talked about that. The next part is setting consequences and holding true to what those boundaries are. And then, so this is where, this is where you can only, you will only you will be teaching people whether or not you are true being true to what your needs are or if they can continue to cross over your boundaries and do whatever they want. So this is critical. It's also critical to be able to state them, but it's critical then to be able to hold true to those consequences. So there's going to come a time when 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 people or somebody is going to challenge your, your boundaries. And that might, now that might be intentionally or it might be unintentionally, right? But when this happens, there needs to be an established consequence so people understand that a failure to respect your boundaries comes with some sort of, of of punishment or some sort of action. I don't like to, I don't want to say punishment, but some sort of action on your part. Now this this is going to deter them and discourage them from future oversteps and help you establish yourself as a serious individual whose needs should be respected again, because you are worthy of having those needs. Now, um, here's the thing. If you don't set consequences and you let your boundaries be crossed, then you're just teaching that person or people that they can do this. So this can be very, this can be, this can backfire if you're stating a need and then you're not holding true to what that need is and letting them cross the boundary, then what you're doing is you're training them to cross boundaries continually. Now, if you're like me, you probably may already be in that situation. So this is gonna be a whole new ball game in trying to learn how to effectively communicate them and then make sure that there are consequences when uh, when they cross those. Now, consequences can be small, consequences can be big. And sometimes it means walking away from, Uh, a friendship or potentially a relationship or something else or a job or whatever it might be. If you're not, if you're not comfortable with the overstepping of boundaries. So this, this is something that when you're going through this process, make sure that you're taking the time to really, and this goes back to what I was talking about with the uh, you know, taking the, the time and the energy to to do this, it takes some forethought. It takes that forethought of what we talked about in the beginning, and I'll go through these again. Understanding what your needs are. Understand so that you know that you can go through this process and you're gonna feel comfortable when you come to the end and somebody's trying to cross those boundaries that you're going to be able to stay true to those consequences. So if you don't, do step one and really take that time and effort to go through and, and pay attention to understanding your needs, And then prioritizing yourself and being truly understanding that you are worthy of having those needs, then it's going to be hard on that back end. So, And then going through and using the I statements, being very clear about what it is that that you're stating, incorporating no, if you must, into your vocabulary, and then establishing the consequences around what's going to happen if somebody or, or many people cross over those boundaries uh, and are not respectful of what you've asked for and what you clearly stated as what your needs were. So I hope this I hope this helps as uh, as we all start to uh, gather around uh, and, and celebrate the the holidays For me, it's a joyous time. Uh, I know that it, it can be a very stressful and challenging time while you're going through this. Setting these boundaries also with the kiddos. We didn't talk about any of those examples. Um, I I do talk about that a lot in uh, in private sessions and in doing this because, as I mentioned earlier, it's a it's a great opportunity to teach them to do this because the worst thing is to have children modeling your behavior and then they start, you know, letting people cross their boundaries and you see that. But it may have been and and I know this is this is part of my life and, and what I've witnessed is if I'm not modeling something in an appropriate way, then it seems like, and oftentimes is the case that the kids see that and then they start behaving in that in that manner. So it's also critical, set these boundaries so that you're teaching them to set boundaries too, because you want definitely want them to have boundaries also as they start uh, uh, mitigating their relationships and their friendships and, and everything else. So uh, it's a lot to think about. I recognize that. Do your best. If you have questions, please always reach out. Get involved in one of our group meetings and uh, talk with some of the other men we talk about. Actually, we talk about this quite a bit, uh, especially in working through the process of co-parenting and s- establishing some new routines and schedules. So there's a, a lot of conversation around these in that contest in our group meeting, so get involved in the group meeting. Um, log in, and uh, if you found some value that was uh, that you that you benefited from from this, please like our page. Uh, take some time to leave a comment or um, or share this on social media with somebody as well. It helps us immensely. We're spreading the word. We're getting more people uh, listening to the show every single week. It has been now for the year and a half. And um, and we're spreading the word and that's just going to continue to happen uh, more and more. So I'm wishing you a very, very Merry Christmas. If you're celebrating that holiday this week, if you're not, have a phenomenal week and God bless. I'll talk to you next week. To hear the rest of this episode and access the corresponding resources, visit the divorcedadvocate.com and become a member of our community. It's free to join and we'll provide you with the resources you deserve as a divorced or divorcing dad. Thank you for listening. God bless. And I'll talk with you next week.